powerful is the Cox Network. So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. Taking charge of your future starts with taking the first steps. And saving up to $30 a month on Cox Internet with the Affordable Connectivity Program makes those steps easy to take. Whether they bring you to click upload on your first short film or join now for an online book club. Applying is easy. See if you qualify at cox.com slash ACP. Non-transferable one per household application and eligibility decisions are made by the FCC. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. One church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. You to come with me. We're going to move fast. We're riding fast. All right? I need you to look at me for a moment. Can you look at me? For a moment, I need you to pretend like you're not a Denver driver. We're about to drive fast. Y'all ready? Bible's up. Let's go. I'm ready to hear, then do your word, which I'm about to receive, which makes all things new. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, you're already in the room, so Father, we now say have your way. Take over, speak to us with clarity, speak to us with direction. I rebuke any distraction that's in this building or online that would keep us from hearing your word with clarity. And instead, we say, Lord, we're open and ready to receive. Everybody say, I'm ready to receive. Say, Lord, speak directly to me. Say, Lord, answer every prayer and give me direction. In Jesus' name, amen. So listen, guys, on Sunday, we started a brand new series called, series called All Things New. We spent the month of December in 2019 getting you prepared for 2020 because in 2020, you were not going to have time to be sitting on the runway. You were going to need to take off. I need you to know, watch this, things this year are going to happen very quickly for you. I need you to release this over your life. Say, things are happening quickly. And whenever things are happening quickly, you must be prepared because you do not have time to get ready. So, baby, you got to stay ready. I need some of you to realize, watch this, what you have been going through over the last decade was to get you ready for payback that's coming this decade. The dreams, the plans, the thoughts, the stuff you wrote out, the stuff that you put away that you thought you were never going to use. It's because God got you prepared in the last decade because in the next decade, you're getting ready to take off. I need you to just put some faith in the atmosphere. Say, this is my year. Yeah, you've been helping a lot of other people get to where they're going. You've been praying for a lot of other people. You've been seeing other people get their breakthrough. Well, baby, I got a message for you. This series is called All Things New because after all the people you prayed for, you're finally about to see your prayers answered. Out of all the people you've helped, you're finally about to get you some help. For all the people that you've written checks for, you're about to have some benefactors show up and write you some checks. Matter of fact, somebody needs to check your bank account when you get home because God has already sent you your first miracle of the year. 
Touch your neighbor, say all things new, all things new, all things new. So watch this. We started getting ready at the end of December, and we learned that sight is what we see, and vision is how we see it, which is called perception, which can be poisoned by one of four sources. You should know these like the back of your hand now. The first is people. People can project their issues onto you, and it can mess with what you see. Secondly is pain. When you go through many painful experiences in life, you can now think, watch this, that everything is supposed to be painful. I rebuke you thinking it has to hurt in order to work. Somebody on your row is so used to everything having to be so painful and difficult that when stuff is easy, they think it's too good to be true. I need you to know 2020 is going to be a whole lot of days where you're going to say it's too good to be true, but it's real. It doesn't seem like it's happening, but it's happening. It doesn't seem like I deserve it. You deserve it. You went through hell to get here. Come here. The third thing are problems. Problems can poison your perception. Whenever you deal with a lot of problems, a lot of obstacles, a lot of challenges, you can sometimes take on the spirit of what you go through. And the danger with taking on the spirit of what you go through is because what you're dealing with is difficult, you can become difficult. I've realized that people with nasty, sloppy, uh, sorry attitudes are normally people with sloppy, sorry lives. They've taken on the spirit of their circumstances. So let me get you to change that. Speak to your circumstances and say, in Jesus' name, all things are working together for my good. Say, in Jesus' name, say, even my enemies are at peace with me. Say, in Jesus' name, everywhere I look, I see favor, blessing, breakthrough, overflow. So sometimes you got to speak to the circumstances to get them to change so that you don't take on the spirit of your circumstances. The fourth thing that can mess with your perception is the past. Let's face it. We've all got baggage. We've all got some stuff that we've gone through in our past. We all have some stuff that truth be told we hope nobody ever finds out about. We hope never, nobody ever sees. We hope nobody ever uh, would know. Can we tell the truth that if we're honest, there's a whole lot of stuff from our past, watch me, that you've forgotten about. And sometimes when people start bringing up the past, you're like, God, dog, I did that? I wish you were sitting next to somebody honest that could tell the truth that there's some parts of their past that are so dirty and scandalous, even they forgot about it. But thanks be to God, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things are passed away and all things are made new. So here's what's happening. In 2019, those four things, people, those four things, pain, those four things, problems, those four things, the past, try to poison your perception. And here's what happened. Somebody say the poison did not work. Instead, it birthed new vision, which is perception. Can we be honest? You see things differently now than you did when you were 12 months ago. Your perception has changed, but then secondly, I introduce you to another P word, your perspective. That's where you see something from or your attitude about it. See, there were certain things 12 months ago that your attitude about certain people would make it so that you wouldn't do certain things. But the issue is, since I didn't start because of you, baby, I'm not going to quit because of you. Mm. Because you ain't got nothing to do with where I'm headed. I'm not going to let you stop me to, from getting to where I'm going. Can we tell the truth? There's certain things that 12 months ago, some of the problems you were dealing with had you thinking, I just am going to not do anything. I'm just done. I'm done. I'm done. But now you look at it now and you use that as fuel. Come here, Bible. The scripture says, Joshua, when they were looking at their enemies in the promised land, everybody else said, they're too big. We can't do it. But Joshua said, what are you talking about? These enemies are our bread. In other words, 12 months ago, you looked at it as an obstacle. Now you look at it as a meal. Come here. 
12 months ago, you looked at it as a reason to stop, but now you look at it as a pit stop because I'm getting ready to eat. And for some of you, I need you to know all the stuff coming against you isn't designed to stop you. It's designed to give you nourishment so you're going to be strong enough to keep it moving. So we looked at Joshua. Say Joshua. Joshua, uh, that we started hearing about at the end of our last series, 2020, Joshua creates something new. He creates what 2020 is. 2020 is a leap year. In Joshua chapter 10, verse 12, look on the screen. It says, at that time, Joshua spoke to the Lord uh, in the day when the Lord gave the Amorites over to the sons of Israel. And he said in the sight of Israel, son, say it with me, stand still. I'll read at Gibeon and say moon, moon in the valley of Agilon. Look at this, verse 13. And the son did what? Stood still. Somebody say it obeyed him. In 2020, you're about to speak to some stuff bigger than you. And 2020, you're about to pray some prayers that even when you pray it, you're like, ooh. And then by the time some of you wake up, you're going to be like, it's done. I need you to realize this is not a year to put a box on God. This is not a year to put boundaries on God. This is not a year to put breaks on God. I need you to release this over your life. These three words real loud, all things new. Go. The sun and the moon, they obeyed him. Somebody say, they obeyed him. They obeyed. Say it again. Say, they obeyed him. They obeyed. And look at this. They stopped until the nation took vengeance on their enemies. Is this not written in the book of Jasher? The sun stopped in the midst of heaven and did not hurry to set for about a whole day. So what happens here with Joshua? Joshua creates a new day. He creates what this year is. It's a leap year. Listen to me. You are in a year Joshua created with prayer. I wish you were listening to me. You are in a year Joshua created with prayer. Okay, let me try your neighbor because you ain't getting it. You are in a year a man made with prayer. So how do I know 2020 is going to be amazing? Because I'm about to pray and then I'm going to possess. Shut up. I'm going to pray, then I'm going to possess. Shut your mouth. I'm going to pray, then I'm going to possess. How do I know this is going to be my best year? Because I'm about to pray for it. How do you, I know I'm about to be debt free? I'm about to pray for it. He creates this year, say with prayer. Talk to me, y'all, say with prayer. Verse 14, there has been no day like it before. Say all things new. Or since uh, where the Lord listened to a man. Now, check this out. Uh, what's significant about that is the reason it says or since is because you don't need the sun to stand still. But you need that contract. You need Amazon to call you and say, we're going to carry your product. I wish you were sitting with some people with some faith on your row. If you sit next to somebody that ain't even smiling or halfway looking deep, would you just get up and move and switch to the faith section, please? Look at the person next to you and say, I need you to have some faith. Say, because say, it's about to go down. <laughs> see you don't need the sun to stand still but you need your children saved you don't need the sun to stand still but you need that debt cancel you don't need the sun to stand still but you need Sally Mae, Jenny Mae, Susan Mae the rest of them Mays to get up off your credit and there's certain things God has held back because he didn't hear your request 
There are certain things that God has held back because you did not activate the principle of prayer. So watch this. Why would Joshua think to tell the sun not to move? Like that's super creative. Somebody said that's creative. Uh, Joshua, watch this. Joshua has this mentality because Joshua was told by Moses in Deuteronomy 31 and 7. Moses tells him, I need you to be strong and I need you to be courageous. Say strong and courageous. So we learned on Sunday that Joshua, he said something that was exactly that. It was strong. And I told you another word for strong was bold. The Bible says that the righteous are as bold as a lion. Lay your hand to yourself. Say, I rebuke my shy. I rebuke my shy. Say this. Lay your hand to yourself. Say, I rebuke timidity. Some of y'all, here's the problem. You go off on the wrong people. You're bold with the people you need to yield to. Talking about, ain't nobody going to talk to me yet, but they had the power to bless you. Shut your mouth. So sometimes you get bold with the wrong people. Got it? And then secondly, he says, be, watch this, strong or bold and what? Courageous. I caught you on Sunday. Another word for courage is to create. Somebody say, I'm creative. I'm See, courage really says, watch this, I've got to find a creative way to accomplish whatever it is that's in front of me. So yesterday, I was on a plane, and this thing wasn't working. And it said, it showed me a little screenshot, and it, and it showed me the thing, and it said, this is what you do. Well, I went to that screen, and it was not there. And I said, so evidently, this is outdated. And I said, somebody needs to be handled for this, because this is supposed to be working. <laughs> Y'all ain't saying that to me. So I'm sitting there just clicking and clicking and clicking and clicking and clicking and clicking, and ain't nothing clicking. Watch this. And then the Lord, very simply, somebody say simply. Very simply, the Lord said, okay, listen, just get creative. So I was like, well, let me just click over here. Click over here. Click over here. In two minutes, something that was simple, watch me, rather than shutting my laptop down, I got creative. When I got creative, what it looked like I couldn't have two minutes ago was working for me two minutes later. I know it's simple, but I need you to apply this in your everyday life. Because there's certain things you say, I can't, and God says, you need to create. This is why Paul said, I can do what? All things through what? Christ. Christ is a creator. Come on here. Christ is a creator. Jesus learned how to figure stuff out. When there wasn't no way to get to the boat, what did he do? He said, I'll just walk on the water. When his people were facing the Red Sea, he got creative. He said, you know what? I ain't going to create a bridge. We don't have time for that. Touch your neighbor and say, you don't have time for all that. So instead, he said, let me part the Red Sea. Let me dry the mud so they walk around on dry land. And when their enemy comes for them, I'll make the water come back and drown the enemy. Which means, watch this, what was a blessing to them will end up cursing who came against them. Lay your hands on yourself say, I got to be creative. Shut up. See, some of y'all say you don't have enough money. Shut up. Yes, you do. You need to get creative. Please don't be offended by me. I'm just trying to get you blessed. Please don't be offended. Touch your neighbor and say, you got everything you need. Say, but you got to get creative. I think it's some single mamas and some single daddies in the room where you learned this firsthand. You had to get creative. You had to take what you had and make it do what it do. And so that, watch this, you had some beans, but watch this, you didn't have no regular meat, but you had some hot dogs. Y'all ain't said nothing to me. So you learned to chop them hot dogs up and put them hot dogs off into them beans. And now you got pork and beans. And so I just... Touch your neighbor and say, get creative. 
Some of you keep saying you don't have enough education. Could it be that they don't want somebody with education? They want somebody with determination, which means you got to learn how to create. Throw both of your hands up and say, I'm creative. So God tells them, be bold, be creative, be strong, be courageous. And there were five things that we learned on Sunday that shaped his perception and his perspective. The first is that he was corrective. Moses corrects him because his heart was wrong and he had a jealousy problem. I'm going to say it again. Moses corrects him because his heart was wrong and he had a jealousy problem. Look at me. And he didn't leave Moses when he got corrected. You You know the issue with most people today is that you don't even know what real love is. You think real love is all the people in your corner telling you how great you are. Real love is the people that saying, you stank right there. You stank right there. That's nasty. That ain't even right. And you need to get it together. Watch me. And I didn't tell nobody else about it. I covered you and dealt with it back here. Real love corrects. The Bible says a father that loves his children. Watch the order because some kids think you can correct up. Watch me. Some folks in church think you can correct up. Watch me. Some folks on job think you can correct up. That's not correction. That's anarchy. Father that loves his son flows down. Correction flows down. He says, the father that loves his son, he corrects him. He chastises him. How do I know God loves me? Because watch this. He'll take me in the back and say, now don't you ever, ever do that again. And he'll cover you while he's correcting you. Is there anybody in this building that can give God glory that when he was correcting you, he didn't put you on front street? He didn't put you on blast? Other people had no clue what you were going through or dealing with. Somebody say, I know he loves me. See, because you're sitting in church today, but let's tell the truth. Let's tell the whole truth. Nothing but the truth. So help you, God. There's some days you wasn't sitting in church. You were sitting on the couch. Let's talk. There's some days you wasn't. Okay, let me stop. For everybody that's glad that watch this, God didn't judge your future by your past. I need you to release five seconds of worship. Go! Five, four, three, two, one. Somebody holler, thank you, Jesus. He doesn't call you what you used to be. He doesn't call you, watch me, how he found you. I'm so glad he doesn't call you what he found you. He calls you what he created you to be. He doesn't call you your screw-ups, your mess-ups, your jack-ups. He calls you what he created you to be. Joshua was corrected. And he did not leave Moses because he checked him. Anybody, watch me, watch me, every leader in the room, every pastor watching me. If you correct and they leave, they were not yours. They were posers taking up somebody else's seat. That was real. Let's move to consistent. Consistent. Joshua was consistent. Since he was a young boy, he was Moses' servant, we learned on Sunday. He was consistent. Say consistent. And watch me. He was con- Everywhere Moses went, Joshua went. Matter of fact, it got to the point to where, uh, watch this, whenever uh, they would go and the glory of God would come and meet them in the tent of meeting, Now watch this, that Joshua would be there. And and watch me, Joshua learned to be exposed to the things of God by being around Moses. And he was consistent. Joshua watched people come and go, but he was consistent. I wish you stopped letting other people's faithfulness mess with yours. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me? I wish you stopped letting other people's consistency mess with yours. Stop thinking about so-and-so. So-and-so ain't you. And you gotta make sure that you keep your stuff together because so-and-so been where they going. 
So-and-so ain't headed nowhere fast, but you, you are the interruption to the dysfunction in your bloodline. You are the curse breaker in your bloodline. You are the history maker in your bloodline. Third, Joshua was changed. Moses changed Joshua's name. His name was Hoshea. We learned on Sunday, Moses called him Joshua. And he's a grown man. Say grown man. Grown man. And Moses like, uh-uh, we're going to call you Joshua. He didn't, watch me. Here's the problem with many people today. As a pastor, can I just have a pastor a moment this Wednesday? Probably many people today, as they want to fight to be who they were, stop. Then why come to church? Why come here to change so you can fight to be who you were? What sense is that? Who goes to the hospital and says, now don't get me together. I want you to lead me the way I was when I came. So if you had a bloody nose and a headache, you just want to leave the hospital bloody. When you leave, you're supposed to be better. I rebuke you fighting to hold on to who you used to be. And here's what's scary about it. You got to let go of what you know so that you can become what God created you to be. Let me say it another way. You got to let go of let go of what you know so that you can grow. Say it again. Let know of what you I said say it again, which means you said you got to let go of what you know so you can grow. It's on a new album. Say, let go of what I know so I can grow. I think you better let it go. It looks like a no. All right, we got to move. Got to move. Number four, he was committed. Say committed. He was, he, listen, um, committed people win. Just make sure you're committed to the right stuff. It's amazing to me the stuff people will do for relationships that they won't do for Jesus. It's amazing to me the stuff people will do for money but they won't do for God. How does anything else get more than God? For those of you on this first Wednesday of this year that are committing, God, you get my best. I want you to let him know. Take three seconds and let him know. Go. Worship. Go. Let him know. Let him know. Let him know. In this building online, let him know. Let him know. God, you're getting my best. I'm not giving a job more than I give God. I ain't giving a man more than I give God. I'm not giving a woman more than I give God. I'm not giving money more than I give God. Say, God, you're number one. Number five, he was convinced. And we learned this, and this is where we're going tonight. He was convinced. Say, convinced. What made him convinced? Remember, Joshua prayed something he's never heard. He's never seen anybody stop the sun. He's never seen anybody stop the moon. It's never happened at that point. I need you to lay your hands on yourself. Say, that will be 2020 for me. Shout out about shout. Say, it has never happened for anybody. Watch this line. Say, in my bloodline. I wish there was some faith on your rope. Touch somebody on the shoulder and say, you're going to be the first. I'm ready. You ready? Let's go. So I need you to stop feeling like, what's this? Oh, my God, I don't. It's so new. Duh. It's so different. Duh. You ready? All right. Listen, listen, listen. He was convinced because his man of God prophesied to him. Deuteronomy 31 and 7. Then Moses summoned Joshua. Here's what's amazing. Joshua had one Moses. 
And we live in a generation where you'll eat from my hand yet celebrate another man. Huh? You'll eat from somebody's hand but go celebrate another man. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. Somebody on your road ain't looking like they understanding something. People do it to you. They'll sit up and eat from your hand. Not post about you. Go to somebody else. You ain't gonna say nothing to me? Listen, I might need to walk the flow tonight. You already? It's too dark down there, but I'm light in it, so we'll make it work. <laughs> Got red on. Watch me. I, watch this. I pray that everybody who eats from your hand but celebrates another man would get up from your table. They're not gonna use you anymore. They're not gonna use you anymore. Ooh, that's good. That's good. So watch this. If they don't celebrate when they ate off your plate, don't be mad. Don't be bitter. Next time they're hungry, say, go ask the man you celebrated. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. Go ask who you posted about. Go ask who you sold to. Huh? Go, go ask him. Why? Because in 2020, you don't need leeches. Come on, can I preach the way I want to? Somebody say, Lord, make my life leech-free. What is a leech? A leech is a parasite that sucks blood. Proverbs says that a leech has two daughters. Give me and give me some more. Watch this. You need your life because you've got to live your life. You need your energy. You need your strength. You need your stamina. You need your focus. You need your fortitude. And you cannot use it on somebody that's just trying to use you. I pray you be surrounded with people that build you up this year. I pray you be surrounded with people that encourage you this year. I pray that everybody at your table brings something to your table this year. Y'all ready? Watch. Joshua had one Moses. And he was summoned. And he said to him in the sight of all Israel, be strong and courageous. Who did he say it in front of? All Israel. Say everybody's about to see. My victory. And watch me, church. I need you not to have this mentality. Back then, you didn't want me. Now I'm hot chips. Don't do that. See, this is a heart check. Somebody say heart check. You know you're maturing. When watch this. It's not a thing of I'm trying to look at what he done. It's a look at what he done. Watch where the focus changes. I'm not focused on people. I'm focused on the Prince of Peace. And what I learned about God is God likes to have the last word. So the reason he's going to let everybody see it is because he wants everybody that you didn't know that was running their mouth to see, watch me, bless them anyhow. Say public affirmation. Say public victory. Put the scripture up. It says, watch this. I'm almost to where I want to get. Y'all with me tonight? Watch, it says, and he said to him, the side of all Israel, be strong and courageous in, in the sight of who? 
all Israel. Now notice, he gives him his charge for all Israel. Be strong and courageous. Be bold and bold and strong and bold and strong and he says, be strong and courageous for you shall go with this people. What does Moses prophesy to him? What's prophecy, Bishop? To foretell and foretell. He says, listen, you need to be bold. You need to be creative. Because Joshua, you're taking them in. To the land that was sworn to them. And you, Joshua, say your name, are going to put them in possession of it. Somebody say, it's possession time. I don't know who this is for, but if y'all would free me, I can get prophetic. I just heard some keys jingling in my ear just a minute ago. And for somebody, before this month is over, some new keys are going to be placed in your hands. If you think this stuff is fake and ain't real, go read the praise reports on our app for yourself. I need you to say, our God is real. So you shall put them in possession of it. Watch this. Moses' prophecy became his perspective. What is his perspective? Where he saw things from. What's his perspective? His attitude about what he sees. So look, so when Joshua marches up, what's the first city he conquers? Jericho. He gets creative. He's like, listen, let's go find Rahab. Now Rahab, in case you don't know her, her, her rap sheet, Rahab had a few run-ins with the law. Um, not for violent crimes. Um, Rahab ran a house of, of ladies in training. <laughs> All right, now y'all stay with me. Y'all with me? Rahab had uh, a house where men would come, people would come, and there would be... Um, extracurricular activities. I'm trying to keep it clean, but y'all ain't looking like you get it. Rahab said to the men, you can have whatever you like. All right. Watch. So Rahab was known as the town Watch this. Not only madam, but she was known, she got down to, okay? Right? So she had a bad history. Everybody was like, everybody been with her. Everybody was like, all them women in there, everybody been with them. Joshua says, so you wouldn't expect God to use them. <laughs> Some people have written you off because of what they know about who you used to be. And I don't even need you to try to convince them you've changed. They're about to see your fruit. Somebody say, he's made me new. <laughs> see, they used to know you as inconsistent. Now you're consistent. They used to know you as always emotional. Now you're stable. They used to know you as always over here, over there, over there. But now you're planted. Whatever you used to be, that was then. This is now. So watch. So they, he gets creative, and he strikes this deal with Rahab. And Rahab says, look, I will help y'all get into the city and do what you got to do. Just take care of me and my gals. And God uses her so that his people can get to victory. 
And if you study, watch this, if you study the genealogy even of Jesus Christ, you'll see, watch this, that people that others thought had no business ever being used by God, God used. I need everybody in this building and online where people have ever written you off or ever said you ain't going nowhere and ain't going to be nothing. I need you to give God glory. Watch this, that this is the year your story changes. Go. Come on. Your story's changing. Your story's changing. Somebody holler, my story's changing. So listen, let me finish. Then he goes to AI. He takes AI. Then he goes, and we looked at this in Joshua 10. He takes these other five kings, and then if you get to the end of chapter 10, Joshua literally victory after victory after victory after victory. So by the end of chapter 10, he has vanquished the promised land. In one chapter, he gets done what they couldn't get done for 40 years. In one chapter, he accomplishes what they couldn't get done for 40 years. I'm going to say something for those of you who feel like it's too late and you too old. In one chapter, he gets done what they didn't get done in 40 years. Let me prophesy for many of you in one year, you're going to get more accomplished than you have the last 40, 30, 20 Somebody say, this is my year. All right, watch, 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 watch. So let's look. Moses' prophecy becomes his perspective. What's prophecy? To foretell and foretell. So Moses is telling him, you're going to fight, fight some stuff that's going to make you weak and that's going to discourage you. So you need to be strong. You're going to face some stuff that makes you think you don't belong in the room. Let me talk. Let me talk. You're going to be in some meetings where you're going to feel intimidated by who you're in the meeting with. Because of their background versus your background. But I need you to lay your hands on yourself say, but I earned my seat at the table. Why? I've been faithful, not perfect, but I've been faithful. I've been consistent, not perfect, but consistent. I've paid for this. You're going to be meeting with people who have more stuff in front of and behind their names than you do. And I need you not to be intimidated when you're in that room. I need you to look in that room and say, God, give me the words to say. Come on, y'all. Give me the words to say. What did Isaiah say? Give me the tongue of the learned. Let me speak in a way that I've never spoken before so that I don't mess up the table that you're giving me an opportunity to sit at. So let's look. Here it is. Moses' prophecy became his perspective. Say, prophecy becomes my perspective. Come on, y'all ready? We got to drive fast. Joshua 1.7. So the Lord repeats to Joshua what Moses told him. Stop. What God is going to be repeating to you this year is going to be the messages you hear. I need you to get this. This is God talking to Joshua. Only be what? Come on, talk. Be what? And what? All God says to see you. Look at me. You want a new word. Follow the one you got. You want God to say something new. He doesn't need to. All God did was repeat what Moses said. So let me say some stuff so you'll know what you're going to be hearing this year. Say, this is my year. Say, all things new. Watch. He says, be strong and very courageous, being careful to do all according to the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. What does he do? He points them right back to what he learned. Can I teach you the nature of God? What God will do is simply put it in front of you until you do it. 
you don't get to move on until you do what you're supposed to do first. Y'all ain't saying that to me. This is not American culture where you get to skip levels. With God, watch this, you got to go through process. Oh, but I'm so glad you sit next to somebody that can handle the process. I'm so glad you sit next to somebody that knows how to take a licking. Come on, and keep on ticking. He says, do not turn from it. He says, listen, Joshua, don't think you know more. He says, he says what Moses taught you got you out of Egypt. So what Moses is going to teach you is going to keep you out of Egypt. And even though Moses ain't here, you got to follow what I, I gave him you so that you know what to do. Can I just be honest with you as a pastor? Many times, watch this, when people get off and they start veering, it's because they do exactly what God told Mo Joshua not to. They turn to the right. They turn to the left. Crisscross. Everybody clap your hands. Stop. And that's what you've been doing, clapping but not possessing. Mm. Woo! But you sit next to somebody that in 2020 is about to possess. About to. I need you to pull it in. Everybody do it. Go! All right. Watch. So that you can have good success. Which means there's a difference between success and good success. See, you could succeed at the wrong thing. See, success for God is God says, if I made you to do this, success is you doing it, even if it's painful. Mm. Even if it doesn't feel good, even if you feel inadequate, even if you feel inept. He says, success to God is you doing what I told you to do. See, you can have lots of likes and shares, but still not be a good success to God. Do not think that the applause of the world equates to the applause of God. Let me check the room. Who in this room says, I'm not trying to get likes and shares from people. I'm just trying to get one like and love from Jesus. Let that, that's, that's it for me. That's it for me. You don't like me, that's you, baby. That, look, he do. Watch this last part. Wherever you go, say wherever you go. I got to rock this up. Say wherever you go. In other words, he said, Joshua, it's on you. No matter if you in Denver, in Atlanta, no matter where you go, if you're corrected, consistent, changed, committed, and convinced, wherever you go, it's going to work for you. Ooh. Lay your hands on yourself. Say, if I'm corrected, changed, consistent, committed, convinced, say, wherever I'm at, it's going to work for me. For some of y'all, watch this, you want a different job, but the job you're at, God says, I want you to see that I'll make it work there. Y'all ain't talking to me. For some of you, you want, watch this, to live in a different place. And for some of you, before God releases you to do that, he needs you to see, I'll make it work where you're at. Come on here. Somebody say, it's on me. So let's wrap it. So Moses' prophecy shapes his perspective. So everything Joshua sees, he says, well, I have already overcome you. I'm not arrogant, but I'm confident. There's a difference. Doesn't he say, don't be arrogant. Say, but it's okay to be confident. Bishop, how do I know the difference? Arrogance is about you. Look at me. 
You don't know Nan. You know? Confidence, see, arrogance is loud. Now, I don't mean loud in the sense of, you know, so don't think, that's why I don't shout. I don't want people to think I'm arrogant. No. Arrogance, watch this, needs everybody to know they somebody. Confidence says I'm affirmed, so if you don't know, I'm good either way. Can I tell you the most dangerous thing in the world? An affirmed person. Why? Because they don't walk around seeking yours. And you'll call them arrogant because they walk in and they just, look, look, what, let, let's make it do what it do. Because they say we bowed it. <laughs> okay, wrong church. That's my 1115 church. Okay, look. You ready? Say Moses' prophecy became his perspective. So here it is, guys. Let's go home right here. Second Chronicles 1015. So Joshua walks around with this belief. Leave the scripture up for a moment. Joshua walks around with this belief that what I'm taking the people into possession of the promised land. He says, Moses, you got us to the Jordan. I'm taking us over the Jordan. Ooh, touch your neighbor, say, you next. I wish you were sitting next to somebody that believed life and death were in the power of the tongue. Touch somebody else, say, you next. I just heard something. You're about to go to overlook to overbook. You ain't hear me. You're about to go to where they didn't know you to where everybody know you. Yep. All right, stop, 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 stop. But we're going there. Look, y'all ready? So Joshua, Moses charges him and he prophesies to him. Why am I doing this? It's a pastoral message, okay? It's a pastoral message. What does that mean, Bishop? It's a message to a shepherd in chief. That's what this is. Say pastoral message. Okay, because God uses their man of God, Joshua's man of God, to tell them, you're going in. You're taking over. And I need you to be strong, and I need you to be courageous. You got it? Now, watch this. So Joshua has this mentality. So the question becomes, when Joshua faced something that opposed what Moses told him, what happened? Somebody say, what happened? Joshua says, sun stands still. Joshua says, moon don't move. Joshua uses a prostitute, a madam. Joshua takes kings down. Joshua has people so afraid that when they hear about him, they're like, I don't want to mess with him. Words out about you. Hmm. Your enemies, watch this. They're going to make peace with you because they heard that you ain't to be fought with. What's an enemy? Anything that opposes your forward progress. Depression found out you ain't to be played with. Let's talk. Discouragement found out you're not to be played with. Let's talk. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. Generational curses found out you are not the one to be played with. So watch. I want to show you something. So here's the message. I finally got to the message title. You ready? The message title is, The Lord Did That. Somebody say, The Lord Did That. Come on, let me be better, right? Put it on the screen. Now, let me show you this. Now, this verse is your verse. This is your verse. You ready? Somebody say, this is my verse. Now, um, in this particular text, let me give you context. I need you to keep Joshua on your mind. Say, I got Joshua on my mind. So, the Bible says, um, 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 in this particular text, David uh, has died. Solomon has died. 
and one of Solomon's sons becomes king. You hear? One of his sons becomes king. He takes the throne. He begins to execute the office. Watch. That was prophesied to the other son. Listen to me. It looked like everything that was spoken wasn't true. Because for a moment, somebody else was sitting on the throne. I promise y'all I'm about to run out this building and throw this microphone and just start hollering and driving. This is so good. It looked like there's no way we're going to get that house. Because another contract has been accepted. There's no way I'm going to get that job. Because they already called me and told me they gave it to somebody else. It looks like there's no way I'll ever be healed from this thing. Because they already called and told me we can't help you. We don't know what to do. But the Lord gets the last word. Somebody say, and he's about to get it from me. Please say it like you mean it. Say, he's about to get it from me. So watch. The other king is on the throne. The other king is executing the office of king. The other king is summoning people to ask them what to do. And he asks the elders of Israel, what should we do about this? And the king, the brother that gets the throne, listen to me, because there's some people that God, listen, God dog almighty. There are certain people that God let you see get something that they lose so you wouldn't mishandle it when you get it. I don't need you to judge them. I just need you to say, you know what? Thank you, Lord, that I didn't have to learn from my experience. I can learn from his experience. I can learn from her experience. And I declare I'm not making the same mistakes that they did. And I need you to lay your hands on yourself. Say, I'm not making the same mistakes. What? Listen, this is so good to me. So, so I'm giving you context. And we have to read this verse. Y'all still with me? So the other king is in the office. The other king, he asked the elders of Israel what they should do. Then he goes and asks the guys he grew up with, what should he do? Look at me. If all things are going to be new, you cannot be asking. I pray you don't ask a failure how to win. I pray you don't ask the curse how to be blessed. I pray you don't ask somebody that thinks it's over for them how to get it started for you. Touch your neighbor say, don't ask the wrong people the right questions. He asks his friends, what y'all think I should do? And his friend, listen to me. When I see as a pastor, this pastoral message, okay? As a, can I talk to you as, as your pastor? As a pastor, when I normally see people mess up, it's because somebody didn't got their ear. And it's normally somebody that's been there for a while. That was planting little seeds of doubt and discouragement. It don't take all that. You ain't got to do all that. I don't understand all that. I just... And here's the reason you don't question the voice. It's a familiar spirit. Come on. 
is somebody you've known. They've been around. He goes and asks his homeboys. He goes and asks his homegirls. Maybe you can't relate to that terminology, so let me give you a vernacular that perhaps you can uh, relate to because perhaps that's not the level of prowess that you've had in your past. So let me give you something else. He asks his uh, colleagues and his associates. His associates. Uh, he asks people that share a similar pedigree as he. And he says to them, he says, Jim, uh, I'm king now, and what do you think I should do? Because it's new, they don't even know. So what are they going to do? All they're going to be able to do is tell you what we used to do. How we used to live, how we used to talk, how we used to walk. I need you to release this over yourself. Say, I'm not there anymore. So, guys, I'm about to drop this bomb. And when I drop it, I, 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 touch your neighbor and say, it's about to drop. Because this verse, this verse is the whole message right here. This is your 2020 right here. This is your 2020 right here. Say, this is my 2020 right here. So, listen to this. So, the king did not listen to the people. The people being referred to there are the elders of Israel. They told him to do it this way. He listened to the people from his past. The people he grew up with, his family, his kinfolk, his friends. Ooh, I just heard this one, his ex. I don't know who that is. Who that is? That's just your baby daddy. You better stop asking. It's a song. You know that? Doing it for altar call. Who that? That's just my baby. Okay, you don't know. <laughs> Y'all Google it, Google it, Google it, Google it, Google it. T there, that's just my baby. <laughs> no, what you got to watch, let's take a pause from the message. Everybody look at me. What you got to watch is the video. You didn't even know it was a video. The video starts on the Tricky Lake Show. <laughs> that's what they call it in the video, the Tricky Lake Show. Back to the message. Does the neighbor say, this is my 2020. So the king didn't listen to the right people. I pray you don't follow the wrong voice and lose your seat. Watch the next part. For it was a turn of affairs brought about by God so he could fulfill his word which he spoke by Ahijah the Shilonite to Jeroboam the son of Nebat. Look at me. Say the prophet. Say the man of God. You missed the bomb, so let me let you know where I dropped it. This other man is king. This other man's got his robes on, got his crown on. He's walking around the palace talking about, look, I'm the king. I'm the greatest. He's walking around thinking he got it. And you got to be careful when you get arrogant thinking you've arrived. Come on. You got to be careful when you get arrogant thinking can't nobody get you. You got to be careful when you get arrogant thinking you made yourself and it was not God that made you. So what ends up happening, he's walking around as king, but he doesn't listen to the elders of Israel. He doesn't listen to the right people. Somebody said the right people. But the Bible says the reason the Lord didn't let him listen is because the other guy was getting ready to take his seat. You don't hear me tonight. Somebody say, it's about to turn for me. Woo! Say it again. Say, it's about to turn for me. Say it's about to turn for me. Say it's about to turn for me. Uh -uh. 
uh-uh, uh-uh, wait. Uh-uh, y'all don't get it. You don't get it. So let me slow it down. Back that thing up. He didn't listen. Come here. Because God said, there's a prophecy that I got to fulfill. I will turn things. You ain't saying nothing to me. Just to make sure the prophecy, the prophecy does not fall. Somebody say, the Lord's about to do it. Say, the Lord's about to do it. I say the Lord's about to do it. What? What? So God, come here, son. Come here, come here. Put your hands over his ears. Cover his ears. So the Lord said, the man of God said, Jer- Jeroboam, you're going to be king. Now, Rehoboam, somebody say, it's me. But he had to watch somebody else in his building, in his seat, in his healing. Where are the people in here where you watched other people get what you prayed for? Where are the people in this building where you watch other people get what it is you were prophesied? I need you to release and say, he's about to turn it. Hop up and spin around one time. Go. You still sitting down. If you don't move, it ain't turning. If you don't move, it ain't turning. If you don't move, it ain't. I ain't playing with you. I said, stand up and turn around. I said, I ain't playing with you. I said, stand up and turn around. You're going to be glad you followed what I just said. Because for many of you, the turn is happening right now. I said, for many of you, the turn is happening right. Right. Now. Right, come on, now say it, right, come on, say it, now, stop, sit down. Cover his ears. Touch your neighbor, say it's turning for you. Please listen to me. Please hear me. Say it's all turning for me. Say the good, the bad, and the ugly. Say it's turning. It's turning. So this man is the king. Come here. But this one's supposed to be king. He watching this other one in his seat. Y'all come over here and step in the light, Caroline. I got all these dark clothes on. Step over here. He watching him. So what is this? It's a, it's a check of your heart. Because are you going to try to sabotage him? Touch your neighbor and say, check your heart right now. Y'all, I know I'm over time, but can y'all just give me a few minutes so I can get you to where? 
See, God says, I want to check your heart. Are you going to pray for his success or pray for his downfall? Are you going to pray that he does well or pray that he lose and fail? Tell somebody else, say, check your heart right now. See, God won't turn it until your heart is right. He won't turn it until you can celebrate somebody else that's walking in what you prophesied. So he's watching. Jeroboam's watching his brother in the seat. Hand to the seat. Do the seat. And then God says, I'm ready to do my word. Somebody say, he's ready. So he covers the king's ears so he doesn't listen. So the, so, the, so the men of God are trying to talk to him. Look, what you got to do is see he doing like some church folk do. I pray this ain't you in this equation. Listen, so you got you to gotta forgive. You got to serve. You, you got to give. No, listen, listen, I'm so serious. I'm so serious. You got to be faithful. You can't let nothing keep you out of church this year. You know, you can't let nothing get you out your seat this year. I'm trying to tell you. But because there's a prophetic word over him. Do this, do this. Say there's a word over me. There's a word over me. There's a word over me. So when God sees his heart is right, when God sees his heart is right, God says, okay, he ain't going to hear nothing they telling him. Some of y'all trying to figure out right now why people acting crazy and can't hear? Because God's about to have them forfeit their seat. Say, it's my time. Look. So, he didn't listen, but because it was a turn of affairs, turn around. A turn of affairs brought about by who? That the Lord might fulfill his word. That he spoke by Ahijah. Look at me. There's only two prophecies the Bible records of this man, Ahijah. The first is that this one would be king. Got it? That was the first. The other one was that the northern ten kingdoms would split from the southern two. Israel, Judah. The only two things this man ever prophesied comes to pass. Such a name says, getting ready to happen. So the Lord said, since you didn't honor the seat, if you didn't honor what I gave you, I'm ready now to give it to the one that will. Hands up. Say my house is next. So the Lord turned it. Say he turned it. Say it one more time. Say he turned it. I like to say it. Say, he turned it. Right there. Say, he turned it. Say it. He turned it. Say it. I need you to say that. Say it. Say it. 
Bishop, why you got us dancing tonight? Because that's what this year is going to be. A celebration. A celebration. A celebration. A celebration. Y'all ain't saying nothing. So the Lord says, I'm giving it to him because of what he prophesied. Look at me. Say the Lord turned it. So listen to me for your 2020. God is turning whatever needs to turn so that what he's prophesied to you will happen for you. He's going to use people, pain, problems, and the past to fulfill prophecy. Lay your hands on yourself. Say, don't miss the turn. Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, and at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God, and they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means. That not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All those phrases mean the same thing. And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this for me. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word decision to the phone number 59769. And when you do, I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and, and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Since 1981, 
Unbound has connected people like you with families worldwide on their self-directed paths out of poverty. A brighter future is possible for these families when we all walk together. Sponsor a child today and you'll help a family take the first steps on their path. Change their future in just one click. Start walking with your new friend today at unbound.org walk.